It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, this is Living Raw Radio, and this is your host, Gita Sidhu-Rob, coming to you this evening to talk about, we're going to talk about what we're really good at talking about. We're going to talk about the fact that people get stressed, and the more stressed they get, the more they look for a solution. And the more that they look for a solution, the more that you have to get raw in order to uncover the solution. I know, it sounds really corny, but you know, you really do. You have to get down to... What stresses you? What's causing the problem for you? What, what is it that doesn't work for you? Because if you can work that out, then you have a solution. You can implement it, you can make it work, and you can see what happens going forward. Now, sometimes that doesn't help you very much. So you look for other solutions and you think, okay, how about if I change this? How about if I change this? I mean, personally, I try chocolate biscuits quite often and thought, how about if I just try chocolate biscuits and I'll see if that works? And you know what? It didn't work. I was completely horrified. So then I had to go find something else. Cake didn't work either. And then I had to get serious. And I found that I had at different stages in my life to look for different things. So if you come to person, you know, like you have watersheds, I think. You have certain watersheds. They used to call it. It's, it's a well-known phenomenon. They used to call it things like the seven ages of man and going, that's why you have a teenage, you have a midlife crisis, because each element of life and aging that you go through kind of has its own trials, it has its own tribulations. And in modern life where things change so much, so much more than it did for our parents, for example, and for our grandparents, we have different life experiences we go through. And we have to find coping mechanisms to deal with all of these things. I mean, what was my watershed, if I think about it? I think, I mean, you have going to school is a watershed. Coming out of school is a watershed. Going to university is another one, right? And when you are looking at how you, I don't know, your first date is a watershed, your first relationship is a watershed, <laughs> your first divorce is really a watershed, the one that says we're not going to do it again. There's lots of watersheds. I mean, you know, what did you do to find your way through your watersheds? I don't know. I, I think that there are different things that you can and can't do. I found that, the well, I was going to say, actually, that, that I read a lot, and I found that that was my form of escapism, that if I could escape, then I find it easier to cope with the whole place. I have my best friend eats a lot. She, she looks at, at a stressful situation, and it looks back at her in the shape of food, frankly. She sits and eats her way through the entire process. My ex looked at stress, and back at him looked a bottle of whiskey, um, and that was kind of what worked for him. My teenage son looks at stress, and what looks back at him is, is his computer, and he thinks that's great. That's exactly how he wants to cope. So who are we to judge? I mean, you know, whatever works, that's fine, because if it works for you and this is what works, I think you should do it. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone, doesn't cost you too much money, and you don't put on, you know, too much weight, because buying a new wardrobe is deeply boring, then that's all good for me. The thing about change, really, is that one of the 
in my experience, you tend to find that women embrace change um, a lot more, um, and they embrace it in their lives and their personas and in their friendships more. I'm not sure why that is. And I think that comes down to a couple of things. I think it's because um, they can talk to their friends and they say, you know, I don't like this. I don't like where I am. I don't like how I feel. I don't like him. I don't like her. And you get instant feedback because your friends will sit there and say, well, you know, I don't, I like him. I like her. I think you're wrong. I think you're right. Let's go get drunk or whatever it is that your friends say for you. But being able to air your emotions almost forces you into some kind of situation. It used to be that when you get broke up marriages, it was almost always the women that left. And even now, I think it's unusual for men to leave relationships because they tend to leave to go to someone else, whereas women will embrace change just for itself. So in NOSH today, we get a lot of women writing into us saying, you know, I don't like what I'm doing and I want to change. I don't know how to do it. And when we ask them why they want to change or what they're doing, because, you know, we deal with food, we deal with health, we deal with wellness, what we're saying to them is what stresses you out right now? What stresses are you under? Why are you stressed? What's causing these problems? And we're finding that that what they're saying is that they're finding it difficult to manage where they are today. And if they're difficult, finding it difficult to manage where they are today, they kind of think that if they go somewhere else, it will be easier for them to, 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 to live with what they're doing. And, you know, it's like, is it the turtle or the tortoise? You carry your, your back. You carry your whole life on your back. It goes where you're going. So you can change every situation you're in, but you're not going to change basically who you are, and you'll take yourself with yourself. So, I, I mean, I've always found that a really interesting concept. And I, when when I came, I came from a really traditional background, and you kind of were supposed to do what you were meant to do, when you were meant to do it, and how you were meant to do it. And if you didn't do that, it was quite difficult. Um, and I found that going through change for me was very hard because I could only go through change on certain rules and regulations that I'd been taught. You have to do this. Your family is this. You are this. Your reputation is that. Your behavior must be like that. And I, I kind of didn't get very far. I got to my early 20s and thought, this is just such rubbish. I can't cope with change and these regulations. One thing or the other has to go. Either I don't change and I slowly die, or I change, but then I can't do what I'm expected to do. And... I don't know how many of you have, have, have felt like that, but it is, it, I think it is, it's a choice that we have to make again and again. And then if you're a woman, you've got to add to that the layer of being a mother. You've got to add to it the layer of being a wife or a partner. And the layer, and those things, the layer of being a friend, but, but those two things add a huge complexity to the situation because whose happiness do you put first? Yours? Theirs? Somebody else's, we could find a random person to put their happiness first too. But it's like the British Airways, um, you know, the airlines when they have the, the oxygen mask. Who comes first? You put the mask on your face first and then you go to help the person sitting next to you. And we don't do that as women. It's just not culturally bred into us. So we find ourselves putting up with huge amounts of stress. We find ourselves putting up with huge amounts of rubbish and sometimes abuse and sometimes difficulty. And you say, why are you doing that? Why are you living in this life? Why are you staying here? And you're saying, well, it's because 
for the kids. It's because I'm too scared to be on my own. It's because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this to do. And I'm not judging that. I mean, I'm, I'm a really, really... I, I've done those things myself, and I'm a great believer in the fact that you should try and take the easy way out as long as possible until suddenly you wake up one day and realize it's not the easy way out. Um, and it's been really, really painful um, because you have to pay consequences, unexpected consequences that you didn't think of. So you can stay in an unhappy marriage and not think that it makes any difference to you, but it is. It's making you sick. It's making your kids unhappy. It's bringing you out in a rash. Or you can be in a job you really hate. Your hair starts to fall out. You lose weight. Or you gain loads of weight because you just eat so much. These these are all things that we do as coping mechanisms. Um, so my guest today is somebody who I find fascinating because I went through a divorce. And I don't know what my – I think my coping mechanism was to yell really, really loudly for about a year and a half every time something went wrong. <laughs> I dealt with it badly. Um, I'm hoping the children will forget as they get older. And I worked. I worked all the time because it just kept me busy. So I didn't have massively intelligent coping mechanisms, I don't think. But, you know, there are people that find better ways to do it. There are people that, that you know, can cope better, they look for other solutions, they look for how, you know, they can work with their lives better. So today's guest is an amazing woman, and Emma went through personal trials and tribulations, and she was a mother, and she found that that she just needed to find different strategies to cope with her life, and Emma became a Buddhist. Now, that never, I mean, I'm Indian, and that never occurred to me. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how to look to go and become a Buddhist because there wasn't anybody in my vicinity of friends that was a Buddhist. Um, so possibly that that's why it never came up. But and and you know, what did that mean? There were people that wear orange and sing, um, and there were people that don't do that because, like, I employ a Buddhist who is deeply hip and trendy, and she's 26, and and so where it. In that, would I have found some comfort? I don't know, but I know a woman who does. Um, and Emma will will come on and hopefully is out there and is going to come and have a chat with us about this. Um, is is Emma there? Hi, I am here. Hello. Yay! There was a minute there where I thought, oh my God, I've lost Emma. No, I'm here. <laughs> Hi. Did you get to hear some of my intro? I did, I did, I heard all of it, and it's um, and it it's great. It, it was great. Well, no, it was a very round segue around. This happens to everyone. Yeah. And yet, uh, can you t- tell me a little bit because you were an actor in your in your, when you were younger, right? Yes, I started acting. I think at about eighteen, and I was very fortunate. I did a lot of telly and film, and and um, and and. I was with the National for a year, and then I went, I, my husband and I split up, and because I was always filming away, I just decided that, you know, I had two small children, and it, you know, I didn't want to leave them, so I was very fortunate that voiceovers for TV and radio commercials took over, and I was able to do that. What, sorry, say that home. again, Emma, what took over? Voiceovers. 
voiceovers voiceovers for radio and TV commercials. But you make that sound effortless. Sorry, there's a whole story in there. So you were you were acting and you were travelling a lot. I was acting and I was I was you know because you'd go on location um, and uh, and I had actually because the children were quite little, I actually tried to wind down doing as much because I you know I I wanted to be at home with them. And I how old were they? Oh well, um, when my husband and I separated. My son was three, and my daughter, Sadie, was four and a half, nearly five. So they were very little. And that's so, really tiny, isn't it? That, that's very tiny. That's very little. So I just, you know, A, I, I wasn't happy at the time, so I didn't really want to, to go off and, and leave them. Um, and I kind of needed to be at home with them. Um, so so I was able, luckily, amazingly, fortunately, I did a voiceover for a TV commercial just as a test for someone. And the client What made you think it. of it? They just came and said, would you do a voiceover for this? They said, would I, yeah, they just said, would I do this test for them? So um, so I did. And, but the, the clients liked it so and they used it. So I thought, oh, gosh, you know, that's quite good. That's a good way of earning a bit of money, staying in the business, but actually just popping up to London because we lived in the country, popping up and down from London and not, not actually being away from the kids. So it was great. Oh, fantastic. And how long does, I mean, for example, voiceovers, how long does, does is a job? Is it like an hour, half an hour? Is it longer? And how often would you work in a week? Well, you know, you get books for an hour um, on, and sometimes a bit more, but generally you're out in about 20 minutes. And uh, oh, and I get oh I know I mean amazing you have no responsibility other than walking in <laughs> doing the best you can do in that time and and doing what you hope they want and then leaving and then thinking thank you you know it was it it's just a it's a terrific thing to do and and it's also keeping your hand in you know with work and I suppose you know I was up I was up in London most days working which which is lovely. Um, so yeah, very you know, very fortunate to be doing that. Well, that's just amazing. Well, it's not like often that you get a voiceover artist anywhere near you. So I just thought I'd take the opportunity to find out how it works. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be the most unusual profession. I know it's it's a, it's a silly job, really, because you you kind of, especially well for me as I live in the country, I sort of it takes me an hour and a half maybe sometimes to get into London. I'm there for twenty minutes do my day's work and I'm out again. And it's and it's terrific. I mean I'm really fortunate. Really, really fortunate. I you know and I love doing it. And you meet some lovely people and it's it's fun. Oh well that's fantastic. Well I, I yes, I'm gonna look up some voiceover agencies tomorrow morning as soon as, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as we start and see how that whole thing works. I think it's a yeah. really good idea. Yeah. Um, and you have really a really melodious voice. Oh well thank you. Well I my father is a broadcaster and um, oh, has wow. been for many, many years and, and is still at the age of nearly 87, still has a radio show um, with Radio 2. And so I think it's in the family that we have, you know, we're lucky we, we can have a voice that we can use, you know. So that Yeah, and also you've got the background, haven't you? So you, you're all kind of in the same thing and it doesn't hold that much yeah. terror. 
That, that's oh, right. Fantastic. That's right. Well, sometimes it that's does. It depends what you're doing. Sometimes it can be, you can be doing something and it's, and it's a bit terrifying, but not yeah. normally. <laughs> so I'm just we, we're going to go to break in about a minute, and I just wanted before we go, um, tell me. So really, what we're talking, I mean, and it is personal. And so if there's anything that you feel is too personal, tell me to get stuffed. But <laughs> I just want to understand how you you clearly went. When did you first become a Buddhist, and and really why? Could you just give me? An, an idea of the, in, the circumstances leading up to you thinking, okay, this is something I'm now going to think about. Well, my sister, um, Joanna, she practiced Buddhism for about five or six years before I started. And I always thought, you know, wonderful for Joe, terrific, but, you know, no thank you, not for me. I did Why really did you think that? Well, I don't really know. I think ignorance and also my life was, you know, going along very nicely and everything was, you know, I, I don't think I felt I had a need for it. I've never been a, I've never really been a particularly religious person. Our background is we're Jewish. Um, and, but I, I've never really felt that I was, um, was anything really. I was just sort of part of the universe. And um, but when my husband and I split up, and actually, you know, you talking earlier about that it's normally—I think you said it's very often the woman that leaves, um, yeah. But or the man leaves if there is somebody else, and that yeah. is what happened. That's what happened with me. Um, my ex left. Oh, sorry. Well, actually, it was turns out to be one of the best things that could have ever happened. <laughs> but, but, yes, I feel like that too. Yeah, but at the time, it was really, really tough. And I had these two gorgeous little people, um, you know, my 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 son and, and daughter, my oldest son and daughter. And so, anyway, I was in a, you know, I was in a bad way. I, you know, I wasn't quite sure why we'd split up. And I and I also thought, was he coming back? Or I, I really didn't know, and I was in a bad way. And my sister Joanna said to me, Emma, if you want to change your life, chant Namyoho Renge Kyo. And I thought, okay, I'll do anything. You know, I'll I'll do whatever. So okay, I, okay. Say just just do me a favor and say that again, but slowly. The chant. Nam, the the chant. Yep. It's Nam, Myo, Ho, Renge Kyo. Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo. And you. Just chant that over and over again. Um, and, and what? How did it feel when you first started doing it? Did you feel silly? Yes, I felt really silly. Actually, to be completely honest, what I did first of all was um, I, I have a horse, and um, I would go out on my horse, and I would be riding through the woods, nobody else around. So I would be chanting on my horse, and then I thought, hmm. And I'd also be doing it in the car, and I'd be sitting in a traffic jam, and I'd be sitting there chanting. And then I thought, actually, it would be a really good idea if I could just sit still somewhere and just chant, not moving, not riding, not driving. And I did, I felt, I don't think it was silly, I felt self-conscious, I think, to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's what I meant. I kind of, I felt yeah. silly meaning... 
Yes, no, you, I know wow. what you mean. Yeah, and you're right. It's sort of a, it's sort of a, it, it, you do feel kind of self-conscious. However, the effect it had on my life very quickly was so tremendous that I, I soon kind of learned more about the practice and and what the actual practice involved. And it, it, you know, it did and has. I mean, there's no way. 23 years later, I'd still be practicing if I hadn't had most amazing benefit and changes in my life and know that that's also affected other people because it's not just for oneself. It's like the... No, family. but well, you're you a mother. It's everybody around you, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you, so, you throw the pebble in the pond and you get the ripple effect. Oh, my God. So you, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to find out actually what, what, what literal effects it had in your life. And I'm going to make you do that chant thing again, because I like how it made me feel. It vibrated inside when you said it. Okay. So, yeah. so it's Living Raw Radio, and this is your host, Gita Sidorov, with Emma, who's going to do a chant again when we come back. Thank you, and we'll speak to you in a second. bloated? Is your energy levels really low? Do you find everything that you eat goes straight to fat? My name is Candice and I am the naturopathic nutritionist at Nosh Detox. I am here to tell you that your body needs a rest. If that sounds like you, you are ready to try a Nosh Juice Fast. A juice fast is the most natural way for your body to detox while providing you all the life-saving minerals and vitamins that your body needs and craves. From beginners to advanced juices, we have all the options that may be available to you or suited to you. Call me on 0845-257-6674 or go to noshdetox.com and click on the right program for you. I'm right here to help you and support you. Thank you. Detox is an award-winning company for your ultimate health improvement. Nosh Detox system works on all areas of the body, having dealt with thousands of clients whose health dramatically improved within days. For more details, visit noshdetox.com. Noshdetox.com. Living Raw Radio with your host, Gita Sidorov. And with me tonight, I have um, a brilliant woman called Emma. And Emma is talking to me about, well, Emma, I was going to say, because I put you down as Emma Jacobs, but you're also Emma Gregson-Williams. Yes. Which which one do you prefer? Or is it just that, that one's your married name and one's your working name? Exactly. Jacobs is my um, working name and Gregson-Williams is my married name. 
So and so we're talking about how you turned into Buddhism, basically, from from feeling really, really, um, uh, you know, lost and, and bereft and, and a very difficult time for you when you were there with two small children, and because your sister was a Buddhist. And I, I, the thing, I, you did that chant. I mean, you said the words, which I thought were really interesting. I wanted to get you to say them again. But what I was, what I was finding really interesting is that you said that when you saw your sister as a Buddhist, there was a place where you just thought, gosh, no, not me. But did you ever, I mean, it's not like you visibly see signs of Buddhism, is it? Because as you said, you aren't the people that wear the orange rose and things. So how did your sister's Buddhism manifest itself for you to, to understand she was Buddhist, if that makes sense? I think actually she was that she, I mean, I, di- I didn't really know an awful lot about it. It was out of total ignorance. And um, I think it was, you know, she'd go to meetings, I think, you know, because we have, there's so many people actually in, in Britain that practice this Buddhism as there are all over the world. And mm-hmm. you go to me- you go to meetings and and um, you can go to, you, there are all sorts of things happening that you can go to. Um, and I think I just thought, I don't know, I, I mean, she, I did see that her life was, had really opened up and, and things were moving and happening the way she wanted them to. So that was all great. But I think I actually felt, I don't think it was really on a reflection of Joanna. I think it was more a reflection on me thinking, my life's great as it is. I don't need anything. And um, you kind of don't know what's around the corner. So, or I certainly didn't. Know. Yeah. You know, so I I think that it was actually, yes, it was more a reflection of me, not, not Joanna. Um, okay. So, so, are there different kinds of of Buddhism? There are diff- yes, there are loads of different kinds of Buddhism. Actually, um, Buddhism is quite an umbrella word, and um, and I think a lot of people, understandably, think of Buddhism as you know the people who will shave their heads, wear you know orange robes, and yeah, be I, I mean, I have to say, as I keep saying, I'm Indian, so in theory, you'd expect yes. me to know more, and I don't. Frankly, I mean, I I know that there are Buddhists that that, that do the Indian chant, uh, the the orange robe chanting thing, and then I have my designer, who's been Buddhist since she was 16 and is vegetarian, and that's the only manifestation. So, what kind of Buddhist are you, and and what is there a difference between the various kinds of Buddhists? Um, well, there. I mean, there that's is. a stupid question. Clearly, there are differences. <laughs> I thought yeah. I'm asking, what's the difference with you, and is it a sect or is it a a what do you call it? It's um, an organization called the Soka Gakkai, which is value-creating um, society. And, right. um, and we are, the, the, back in sort of 1222, this wonderful man called Nichiren Daishonen, um, who is somebody that we, we read all his readings, and he, it, everything that he wrote back then kind of really works for us all now and um, there are lots of letters he wrote to his followers then and it's and it's extraordinary but it's very much for 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 anybody and everybody from you know lawyers doctors road sweepers actresses housewives yeah there is it's a I great mean, level yeah it is it's absolutely so it's a great leveler and um, and it's, uh, you know, it's. I think what attracted me most of all to it is a, this practice is about philosophy, one hundred percent for your own life. 
And I think very often we go through life um, kind of blaming other people, other things for a situation, whatever that situation might be. You know, if it hadn't have been for him or if it hadn't have been for her, I, this wouldn't have happened. Or, you know, whether it's in a relationship of any sort or <clears throat> anything, really. Um, and actually, very, you know, really it's down to us. And, and I think that's what really appealed to me. Rather than praying to a god or to something, this Buddhism is all about you and 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 taking responsibility for your own life. Now, um, why would that make you feel better? <clears throat> Surely, if you're feeling really appallingly bad and you've been left and you've got two small kids, doesn't it just make you feel better to want to kill people? No, actually, it it made it kind of empowered me, thinking actually I I changed my life. You know, I just uh, actually you said I, that last bit again. I'm sorry. I was saying that it, it empowered me because I then thought I can change my own life. I can, you know, I can ah. be in the driving seat. I can do this. It's down to me. And actually, my sister gave me this um, just sort of six lines of um, something that our the president of our organization, who is in Japan. Um, he he wrote something, and he and Joanna found it and gave it to me. C- can I read it to you? Yes, please. I'd love you to. If I ask you to repeat something, it's just because there's a little bit of static, and, and it would be lovely. We can clean that up later, but it'd be lovely to hear it all. Okay. It is, anyone would think that victory is impossible, and that's probably how you feel right now. But don't forget this marvelous Gahonzen we have. It has the power to transform what you'd normally think impossible into something possible. Those who give up before they try, thinking that it's impossible, don't really know the power of the mystic law. Only people who can bring forth the mystic law's power can succeed at anything they try. And that, and that made me think, yeah, you know, I'll have a bit of that. Um, wow, that's awesome. Mm. And um, you want to put that up on a wall and look at it every day. Don't I you? know. I did. I did. I did. I did every day, thinking, I can, I can change my life. I can, I can be happy, because that's, you know, what we all want to be is happy, and and create happiness yeah. for others. You know. So you looked and thought, okay, here I am, and I'm not. But you know, that takes a lot of courage. It did, because in order for you to work out. You had to stop and think, I'm miserable, I'm unhappy, and not use any stress avoidance tactics, which, as I said in the beginning, frankly, you know, um, I did try chocolate, and then I moved (laughs) on to cake, and I found that none of it (laughs) really helped, but I made a dedicated dedicated effort. (laughs) So you were really brave, and I think you were glossing over that, because you sort of looked at it and thought, no, I'm really miserable, and I don't like this, and there must be a way to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And as, as so often happens, then the universe does give you something that you, 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 you think, okay, I can do this now. But you still took charge, didn't you? And, and that, that's from you. You took that first step. I did. And I think, I think it was because I just felt that, well, my mother and my father divorced uh, when I was quite young. And I know my mother's... Um, mother ha- wasn't it wasn't their marriage wasn't very happy and i and also a very big thing in our 
in our Buddhism is about karma, about things that you know, you run the path, you will reap in the benefits or not benefits, you know, in at some point. And um, and and it's about changing one's karma because you don't know what you did in your last lifetime, for instance. And mm. you know, there is a saying in Buddhism, you know, if you want to know what your last life was like, look at your life now. So if you're suffering in one particular area in your life, then maybe in your last lifetime, for instance, or maybe in, in this lifetime, you, you know, you maybe you haven't made some very good causes. So, in that area, so I thought, well, you know, it, it, there is a theme here. And my sister also, um, she wasn't, she had split up from the father of her two children. Mm. And I just thought there is a very much a theme running through this, um, our family. And I thought, I have got to change it. I have absolutely Look. got to change it. That's amazing. So what you did is you looked at this and you thought, right, hang on a sec, I'm looking at all of this and I, I actually refute this. I've decided that this is not going to be my life. Mm-hmm. And you kind of drew a line in the sand and thought, I'm going to try and change this. I did, but I have to say, you know, there was an awful lot of stress and there was an awful lot of unhappiness. And, you know, it, I, it wasn't that I was this... I was deeply, deeply, um, I was sort of, you know, broken, really. And and so... Well, because you would have been, because if someone leaves you, <clears throat> what you end up doing is questioning what you did wrong, don't you? Absolutely. And, and it doesn't matter if you didn't do anything wrong. It, I mean, it's almost better if they leave someone than for no one, because if there's at least someone, you can find somebody to, to blame, almost. But if you get left, you're never going to look, you're, you're always going to kind of, and then you get wary of relationships because you think, well, if I have another relationship, will you leave too? Am I prepared to commit to this, yeah. knowing that this might happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you go through with sort of one eye closed, always thinking, I'm not going to commit 100%. I'm not going to commit 100%. Yes, no, I, you're absolutely right. And Because you, you can take sort of a lot of luggage with you through life that you might not actually want to take. So I just, I just really felt... You know, I just, I just knew that if there is wonderful Buddhist practice that can change your life and that you can get into the driving seat and it changes your life and, all, and it can really affect all the people around you, I thought, well, I'm going to go for it because I've got nothing to lose. You know, and I thought, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I did instantly, as I was started chanting, I really did feel the difference in my life. I mean, I used to be very much, which I kind of still am, but I can keep a lid on it a bit. I'm very... Sorry, just say that last bit again. You're very what with your heart? I'm very ruled. My heart rules my, my life sometimes. My heart, I'm very... Yeah. And, and, I, and I very quickly started to be able to use my sort of wisdom rather than just oh. my heart. And that, for me, was huge because... I felt more in control, and and then of course the minute you change or one changes, yeah, thing, your environment changes, things change And it's almost too. a miracle, isn't it, how that happens? It is absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. It's it's fantastic. It's also this, 
the speed with which it happened is the thing that I'm often left gasping because I sort of think, hang on a minute, I was there and then, you know, that, right? Yeah, it, it does. And, and I mean, and I, I mean, for a long time, I, I was hoping that my marriage would, I mean, my husband and I would get back together again. And, um, but I kept being shown things. I kept finding things out or being shown things in, that were sort of saying, well, are you sure you really want this? Because look at this. And because I didn't really understand, mm. I didn't understand what was quite going on. So I felt with the practice, with my chanting, um, and there, you know, I felt that it was, it was really kind of showing me the, what I just really what she wants. And of course, in the end, after quite a long time, but I, but I really got there. I realized, no, this is absolutely not what I want. And, and I felt so incredibly fortunate that, and, and that was a huge turnaround that, you know, from, from, from where I started from. Um, There's a place where you looked around and thought, uh, no, wouldn't have you back if you came back. We're covered in honey, sprinkled with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Carrying marshmallows, and I, you know, and the, the thing about the practice is that you know you can you chant for what you really, what you, you know, there's things that you really need and want in life. You can really chant for them. It might not happen the way you tell, think tell it. Tell me will. how that works. What well, does that the, mean? You can chant for the things that you want in life. Well, the practice is that you there is there is you have practice. Um, the whole practice is it's like the faith practice and study, and faith is something that you gain and practice is you chant and you take part in um, meetings and things and then you study because obviously that and there's there's lots of writings that um, Nitrin Daishonin who I mentioned earlier wrote to his followers um, who were the samurais at the time and various people back in 1200 and whatever and Mm -hmm. um, but the practice is you chant and it opens up your life, and you kind of get this. Out, this might sound all a bit sort of airy fairy, but no, it, no, I'm so with you on this. Well, you get into kind of the rhythm of 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 life, really. It's and and it, it, it kind of you know, it's like if you're off the railway tracks, sometimes you mm-hmm. feel like your life is off the railway tracks. Well, this puts your life back on, and so for others, you know, if you have somebody who's ill in your family, or if you're if you're not well, or so, so, so Emma, so hang on, sorry to interrupt. So what you're saying is, is that, for example, that if I'm worrying about something, yeah. like, I don't know, my, my, I have a teenage whose son is going to go into O-levels or something, yeah. and can I, I, and it is very prosaic, I agree, but on the other hand, that's a huge issue for me, because it matters to me how he does. I think I care more than he does. In fact, I'm pretty positive about that. Right. Um, if, if I sit here, and I'm, I, instead of worrying about it, I can be holding an intention for his best good to come to him or, or for him to be happy and well and all that and to do well. Mm. I'm Indian. It would have to be holding the intention for him to do well. I think, right. I think otherwise I'd probably die of shock. Um, <laughs> and then I would, <laughs> I would chant for that. Yes. Yes, you can chant for anything you want. And, oh, and I can. Anything you, you want in life. And there, is, there are two kinds of benefits. You get the job, you get the boyfriend, you get the house, you get the car, whatever it is. But there's the non-conspicuous benefits, which actually the more important ones, which are 
the, the, the changes, the sort of human revolution that we, we call, the, the real things that you change in our lives, that are deep in our lives, like I am now, for instance, uh, I'm really, really happy and um, in my marriage, and I've got a wonderful, you know, wonderful marriage now. Yeah, I'm going to come to that. I'm going to go to another break, and then I'm going to okay. talk. What I was going to ask you actually was, mm. if you could think, um, I, I want to go to a break, and while yeah. I, we, when when we come back, do you uh-huh. have say three or four things that you can point to, and say categorically, I can say this, this, and this. These are the things that would never have happened without this or in this wonderful mm-hmm. way. Yes, would you I do can. that? I would. Thank you. Fabulous. So it's Living Raw Radio. We're going to go for a break. And Emma and I are going to be back in just a minute or so. Speak to you soon. <laughs> winning company for your ultimate health improvement. Nosh Detox System works on all areas of the body, having dealt with thousands of clients whose health dramatically improved within days. For more details, visit noshdetox.com. Noshdetox.com. Because what we've done is we've been talking about Buddhism. We're talking about something I just, I mean, how many people out there? Tell me one of you that will put your hand up and go, yeah, really, no. Well, okay, one of you will. That was a bad example. Let's just take lots of you. (laughs) I'm just hanging myself here. You know, you just don't know about it. You know people that are Buddhist. But how often you manage to call someone and talk to them who are as interesting as Emma and who have the nicest voice. I have to keep reminding myself I'm not meant to float off while I'm listening to her because that's bad. Now, what we're going to do is that we're going to have a chat with Emma now about, she's got like three or four specific things that she thinks made a difference 
that were made different in her life just because of her being a Buddhist and because of her chanting. And it's, you know, I've tried a lot of self-help things. I try a lot of different things because I believe that there are many, many routes to wherever we're trying to go. And I find it remarkable and I find it impressive that someone can say, look, this thing that I did led to these results. To me, that is an enormous amount of power of self-empowerment, really, that kind of power. So it's it's just awesome, actually. So, Emma, I might even let you talk at this (laughs) stage. (laughs) It's all warbling on. What do you think? What, like, three things could you turn to and go, right, first it did this, then it did this, then it did this? Well, I think the the first thing would be definitely that um, when I was going through my divorce, I was able to actually not look at my ex and think, you know, you utter whatever. I was I was able to think, I was able to actually look at him and think, you know, you this is you did your very best. That was pretty ghastly in this whole situation, but. For you, it was your best, and and I I kind of knew that I'd moved so much further forward, and I I kind of just didn't feel I didn't blame him. Therefore, I wasn't a victim, and I think it, I could have very easily been a victim. But I felt you know no, and I and I knew that I was going to have you know a, a, I mean I was a young woman and I would have a great life. So I'm glad that was a good thing for me not to have that sort of to be the victim. Another. So you, you just said that you were a young woman and you knew you were going to have a great life. How old were you? He um, left when I was thirty. Whoa. So, so I. Uh, and, yeah, you had yeah. a lot of life to still live. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, it's. Um, so I yeah I and so I just thought I just managed to really get myself to a point of thinking. You know, there's this whole life out there for me, and I'm so fortunate. And really, turn, kind of, you know, the the cup wasn't half empty; it was absolutely half full, and I was going to fill it up. And so that was great. And I and I also did know that I I did want to to have another partner, relationship, marriage, whatever again. And that did take me some time, but um, but I I was able, to, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet Rupert and. And that was great. How long did that take? uh, About five years. It was about five. That's not so long. No, it wasn't. It wasn't so long. But that was five years of. It was five. Yeah, it was. Yeah, maybe. uh, Sorry, five. Yeah, five. About five years. Five six years. That's a lot of chanting, though. That was a lot of chanting. That was a (laughs) five six years of a lot of chanting. And a girlfriend of mine reminded me. My husband. But he was a musician. Oh, sorry, Emma. Will you say that again? I want to hear it. You said a girlfriend of yours reminded you. A girlfriend of mine reminded me that, um, well, my husband was a, when I first met my husband, he was a teacher. And he was a musician as well and a composer, but he was teaching. And over the years, my husband's become a, he, he's a, com, a film composer. And we've just, we live in Los, between Los Angeles and London now. Mm-hmm. And um, and, it, and it's great. My, this girlfriend of mine reminded me, and she gave me a card that I'd written many, many years when I was about nineteen, twenty, to her, yeah. saying, "I love Los Angeles, and I really have a composer." Well, I'd completely forgotten that, but 
Oh, when I was, I know when I was living in LA with my film composer husband, she sent me this card, and I just thought, you know, yeah, it does makes complete sense because I that's what I wanted, you know, that was obviously what I really wanted in my life, and 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 it was working. So, but but that's sort of an aside, and that's quite sort of a. a I've got goosebumps. Really, that's not an aside. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the, like the whole principle of karma and dharma that you sort of have free will but along predestined paths. Yes, I know it, it is. It is extraordinary, and and I am oh. so fortunate. And we've got a, a beautiful um, ballet dancer daughter, Saskia, who's just who's terrific. And so we're we're very we're, we're really very fortunate. And you know, there are things in practice. For instance, um, it it really protects you. You know, by the chanting, you have you can really you really have protection as well um, when you practice, uh, and. From, it's from the universe, really, because you're because you're getting so in rhythm with the universe. And I had an extraordinary experience once. Um, I went to take Sadie, my oldest daughter, to a university, and I drove all the way there and, and sorted her out and uh, spent some time there and drove all the way back, and then I had to go and pick Saskia up from my father's house. And I'd been driving for about 12 hours that day, and... On the way back um, to our house, w- just with Saskia, and it was dark and it was foggy, I didn't realize, and it was completely my fault, I didn't realize that there was a T-junction coming up. I thought I was on another road, and I pulled straight out, and we had the most terrible car accident. Oh, my God. And it, and it was it was a horrible accident. You know, we flipped over around about three or four times in the air, and um, oh because this car came whacking into the side of us into my side, fortunately. And um, anyway, I, when I was being dragged out of the car, because the, the, the and wonderful people were sort of suddenly there. We were in the middle of nowhere, actually, in the country, in a field. But somehow lots of people were suddenly there. And they dragged me out of the car. And luckily, thank God, Saskia, was my daughter, was fine. She was eight, and, and she managed to scramble, because we were upside down in the car. She Whoa. managed to she managed to scramble out of the car. And and it was one of the worst moments, actually. In fact, it was the worst moment of my life when I, because it was pitch black, and I just said, you know, darling, are you all right? Once the car had stopped, not knowing if I was going to hear anything back. So she scrambled out of the car. I was dragged out of it because I'd broken my arm and hand and uh, shoulder. And, and um, I was lying on the side of the road when I saw this guy, I saw this man standing. There were a lot of people standing and the ambulances were coming and things. And I was mm. just lying there and I was looking up at this guy thinking, I know you. I, I, I practice Buddhism with you. And he, this chap called mm. Henry. And I thought, what on earth is he doing there? Anyway, I tried, to get his, um, I tried to get his attention. So I thought the only thing I can do is to start chanting and maybe he'll look at me. And I did. I started chanting, but he still didn't look at me. Anyway, to cut a long story short, what, I, what had happened was dear Henry was coming down the road and it was him, poor love, that went into the side of me in the middle of nowhere, no. nowhere near where either of us live. Um, and as a girlfriend of mine said, you know, if you're going to have a, a, an accident, well, we were, we, were all, we were all okay, thank God. You know, we were, and I just know, um, I, our family, again, another sort of family karma, of, we have a history of of um, people dying young in our family. My um, 
my my father's brother died very young and my um my brother was was killed um when he was only 19 and oh, my good Lord. so i really felt this is something that we've changed because we're all we're okay saskia was okay i was okay and again i really felt that you know because nobody could believe we got out of the car but it, it wasn't such a mess and you know so that was another situation i really felt very 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 protected um so there are wow. yeah there are situations that you can you find yourself in and you think wow you know buddhism was quite extraordinary really bizarre um that's amazing so now well i think i'm a bit speechless could you do that chant again a couple of times please i can i quite i love the sound of it it's Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo. And when we chant, we chant Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo, Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo, Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo. And then we just keep chanting. That oh, sounds very silly. <laughs> no, but that, you feel, I mean, like when you said that, I felt that in my, my, my solar plexus. Oh. It like vibrates. Well, you know, when we practice, it's not, you know, you don't kind of go off into another place. I mean, sometimes you can, no. if you do. but it's very much, it's for very much sort of your, it's very active. It's very, you know, because sometimes when you're feeling all sort of zenned out, sometimes it can be, but it's, you know, whatever the situation you're in, whether it's good or bad, you know, we just keep chanting. You just have to keep chanting and chanting. Well, because it isn't good or bad, is it? It just is. Yeah, well, exactly. But if you, you know, if if you're going through a really terrible situation, if you know, if you're ill, or you know, so you know, and you, and if one's ill, and you absolutely are determined, you're going to get better, and you know, fast, whole life, that you know, I am absolutely going to 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 be fit and healthy and well, because if I'm not, it has a horrible effect on everybody else around me. And I need, you know, and, and it's something that, you know, one would desire to have a healthy, happy life. So, you, you know, and so sometimes that's not easy if you're in a situation and, and it can be yeah. fearful and whatever else. But that's why you just chant no matter what. You just chant and you will get your victory, as it were. You will, you know, there's no, no prayer goes unanswered in this practice. No, that's just amazing. What website can I send people to? I mean, well, if, if there are, you know, from people listening, where where can we send them to get some more information? Well, we have the most beautiful centre. Um, it's called Taplow Court near Maidenhead. T A P L O W Court and Court is C O U R T. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the website? It's www dot s for sugar g i dash um uk.org so www.sgi-uk.org yes oh fantastic i mean emma it's been such a privilege honestly write this down and just try using it and see i mean you've really inspired me to to use it and i can't thank you enough for coming on and talking to us because i know you were a little hesitant and we did slightly Strong arm you. <laughs> in, <laughs> no, well, in I'm, a nice, I'm thrilled. Calm Buddhist way to come on. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so pleased you did. And I'm really, really grateful. I enjoyed every second of talking to you. And 
This is Living Raw Radio, and it's Gita Sidhuwab feeling really quite enlightened, I'll have you know. I'm feeling very zen and very peaceful, and I'm going to go off and, and terrify the cats by chanting at them. And I think you should too, and I think we should all meet here next week when we've done that, and we can all report about what it did for us. And um, wonderful having you. Good night, and take care. You've been listening to a Best Of Showcase series for Living Raw Radio. This is Nate, the producer, and I'm telling you that come next week to another live Raw Radio show with Living Raw Radio and Gita Sudhu Rob, your host, as we explore even more of the entrepreneurial beauty and wellness that you can find by Living Raw. Until next week, have a great and awesome weekend. Do you feel sluggish? Do you feel bloated? Is your energy levels really low? Do you find everything that you eat goes straight to fat? My name is Candice. And I am the naturopathic nutritionist at Nosh Detox. I am here to tell you that your body needs a rest. If that sounds like you, you are ready to try a Nosh Juice Fast. A juice fast is the most natural way for your body to detox, while providing you all the life-saving minerals and vitamins that your body needs and craves. From beginners to advanced juices, we have all the options that may be available to you or suited to you. Call me on 0845-257-6674 or go to noshdetox.com and click on the right program for you. I'm right here to help you and support you. Thank you. Detox is an award-winning company for your ultimate health improvement. Nosh Detox system works on all areas of the body, having dealt with thousands of clients whose health dramatically improved within days. For more details, visit noshdetox.com. Noshdetox.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis. 
and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.